0: I have a belief that uh, when all of your neighbors have a Trump sign, when you don't see any Democratic signs or Democratic values being shown, you start to believe the narrative of the other side. It's almost an unintentional or subconscious conformity. However, if there's visibility from challenges from the another side or another narrative out there, a lot of people might start thinking a little harder about that. And I've certainly met a lot of those people. I have many, many Republican friends, but then when they start to hear the other narrative, they're very open to it. And so my belief is that if you're visible and you show people that, hey, the person sitting next to you in church, they're not always Republican, they might be Democrat. The veteran down the street, they might be Democrat. Just good people in your life that are helpful to you, they might be Democrat. Mm So it's about visibility. And in a place like North Royalton, it's been well-received so far.
1: Hello, my name is Matt Deemer, former congressional candidate for Ohio's 7th District. And this is Cuyahoga Today, brought to you by the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party, where we bring you Democratic Party updates, political and informational conversations, everything that is happening in Cuyahoga today. Also, if you could, do us a favor. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please click the five-star rating and leave us a nice comment. It helps people find this show and give them confidence when they click on it. If you're on any other app like Spotify, there are also places where you can leave five-star ratings as well. If you have any questions or comments for me or the guests, you can reach out to m d i e m e r at kydem.com. That's mdemer at c-u-y-d-e-m dot And here are this week's news updates.
2: This is your executive vice chair, Juanita Brent. We have an important election coming up on August 8th. In this election, we encourage you to vote no, and I mean it, you gotta vote no, to ensure that we protect our democracy. See you at the polls August 8th. One person, one
1: vote. This week, all around Cuyahoga County, there are many meetings and many ways to get involved, to get people out to vote no. Remember, all week, all the way up until the 8th, you can early vote at the Cuyahoga County Board of Elections. Remember, go in there and vote no. And if you want to help door knock, phone bank, write postcards, please go to CuyDem.com. That is C-U-Y-D-E-M dot And at the top there, click calendar and you can see all the different ways you can get involved helping get out the word to vote no on August 8th. Now kind of fitting today. We're talking about how to flip your red city blue. And today we're talking to Courtney Shuff, the president of the North Wilton Democratic Club and city leader, and she's going to talk about grassroots, building a club, how to get out the vote, how to get people involved, and how to turn your red city blue. Quite fitting for these times. I hope everybody who's listening gets inspired and gets involved. Again, Reach out to us at m-d-i-e-m-e-r at com with any questions or comments. Enjoy.
0: I'm just regular old Courtney Chef, Democratic City Leader or North Royalton City Leader for the Democratic Party.
1: So you're the Democratic City Leader for North Royalton?
0: Correct. And the president of the North Royalton Democratic Club.
1: Okay. You're also on the executive or central committee? Both. Yes. Both. Both. What is the difference between the executive and the central committee?
0: The executive committee is a subset of the central committee, sort of, I guess you could call it that. Um, And the executive committee does the endorsements mainly for the party, and then the central committee gets to choose the big boss here um, and the other officers of the party here.
1: So which one is more, I guess, influential?
0: That's a good question. I would say that the central committee is probably more influential because we are... Kind of the grassroots of the party, we're the ones that get most of the communications. We're helping to choose the or do choose the chair of the party and the other officers of the party. Um, they provide us a lot of trainings and we have a lot of resources. But the executive committee has an important role as well. That is done with the endorsements.
1: Do you have Do you have to be an elected official to be part of the central committee?
0: An elected official? Nope.
1: Or, uh, but uh, elected for your p- precinct leader?
0: You are elected through the precinct leader. That is okay. Good. So you, the precinct leader, leader is just another term for the central committee. So you are elected as a central committee member, actually on a ballot, which is kind of cool. Um,
1: you have to actually, you know, uh, run for that position. You do. Right? You
0: have to get some signatures to get on the ballot, and then you get voted on in your precinct, which is usually just like your neighborhood. Um, that's. You know, your precinct might be your neighborhood or the next neighborhood over to your so. As well. Basically,
1: if you pull about and say I'm Ward One, Precinct B, I have a Precinct B person that is now going to be on the central committee to do the things for the party.
0: That's correct. Yep. Oh, okay.
1: And what's your ward and precinct?
0: North Royalton Two A.
1: So you are Miss Two A.
0: I am Miss Two A. That is correct.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm very much happy to be with Courtney Chef, Miss Two A, of uh, North Royalton Democratic. Club. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So being the president of the North Royalton Democratic Club, why, why did you decide to do that? Is it, was it just part of just being part of the, like, you know, running for the precinct and saying, hey, I want to help out as much as possible, talking to uh, David Brock, or were, were you like, what, what, was, like get, what was the process of getting into it?
0: The process of getting into it, um, I would say, was trying to decide how to phrase this artfully um i was perhaps almost tricked into it but in a friendly way who tricked you the former president and city leader in north royalton needed to get out because he didn't have as much time anymore and he had been looking for somebody and i had met him through i'd volunteered on the county webpage to give signs out during the biden campaign um and so then he contacted me and i worked with him on that and then we stayed in contact and eventually he kind of was saying well you know we don't have a club anymore we need to get the club back up and running would you be interested in helping out And i'm like okay well i'll help i'm thinking this is just some right low level thing staple
1: some papers together lick some envelopes
0: yes yes the easy stuff because i'm an introvert so i'm not the type of person that just jumps out and was like yeah i'm gonna do all this stuff so you're doing
1: some extroverted stuff around the uh, county
0: that is true, um, <laughs> but I have eased myself into it. So he got me to um, agree to help out, and then I, I looked at the bylaws of the, the former club, and there was no way to restart it because during co- before COVID even, it had kind of gone defunct. Um, It had no current officers, no current members, and the bylaws weren't really written in a way that that could happen and it could continue. So I said, well, maybe I'll rewrite the bylaws. So he got me in contact with the county, and that was back um, when Chantel Brown was the chair. Mm -hmm. um, And Helen Sheehan was the executive director. And um, we worked together to put together some bylaws that would enable us to have Zoom meetings and never go defunct again. So if we ever had a lull, it would be easy to restart.
1: This may be a stupid question. What ha- does the bylaws have to do with the party or the club going defunct? Like, don't you just show up to whoever you say you're going to meet and say, hey, we're Democrats, we're going to have a club. Like, what does that even mean?
0: So, you could do that. You could certainly just have friends and show up somewhere. That's one way to get things started. Um, the reason you would want to have bylaws is so you can start spending money. Mm-hmm. Um, that causes you to become a nonprofit or... And then you can also become a chartered club through the county, who can also help you with things. So, for instance, so we have dues, twenty dollars a year for a membership. So, if we have forty members, that's eight hundred dollars, and we can raise money through fundraisers and other things, so that we can set create sample ballots. Because a lot of people, you know, if you live in North Royalton or you live in Berea or someplace like that, you're going to have different people running for state rep or state senator than might be throughout the county. So it's right. nice for people to have that sample ballot from North Royalton who live in North Royalton.
1: Got it. So they know exactly who to vote for, who's running on their ticket. They're not like, oh, am I voting for Chantel Brown or whoever else mm-hmm. is going to be running exactly. in the county? Exactly, exactly.
0: Right. So by us having that ability to have money and raise money, um, we can then spend it. Because you can't just, you know, Courtney Chef cannot just walk out and collect a bunch of money from all my friends and then buy a political ad.
1: Right. Um, Well, you could, no?
0: Courtney by herself could.
1: But not as a Democrat, for for part of the Democratic Party. Correct. Not as part of
0: the Democratic Party. Um, You know, there, there are legalities around this, and it's about having transparency of who's paying for things. So Courtney Sheff herself, I could buy an ad that says paid for by Courtney Sheff. But if I'm getting money from other people, there has to be a way to track that, and you need an organization to track that. And so that's where it comes in having bylaws and different things it it sounds complicated i do have a a background as an attorney so it might be a little easier for me but it's much simpler than it sounds and once you and i love that the county party now has um they have a democratic club committee and they're going to help start having very clear-cut processes and sample bylaws so that other places can organically start their own democratic club um you know it's it's not complicated but it is definitely helpful to have somebody at the beginning that's there to give you this stuff, and that's what they're working on now is being able to give grassroots organizations around the county the ability to easily start a club.
1: You actually told us not only a lot about the process of starting and where you were from before you got tricked into be becoming the president of the North Royalton Democrats. The bylaws were a little wonky; you had to change it. You started up the new North Royalton Democratic Club. Courtney Chef, you are also an attorney and yes. you're also a vet. From, yes. And you were in the Navy for five years. Yes. Interesting, interesting. I just because I'm curious about your your life and and I mean there's a lot of people maybe listening to this going, maybe I want to start a club in my city. Maybe I want to help the Democratic Party out some way and somehow. Tell tell us about how your background kind of fit into a, a little bit of that. Like what was the progression of was it high school to the Navy to university? Was it university to the Navy? Was it, and then you're a Democrat, you said you were military, but been a liberal, I mean, not but, but you were a liberal your whole life. And
0: so I guess if you want to, I'll try to go through a quick progression of my life. I was born in a union household, Columbus, Ohio. Um, That union home gave us a a lot of stability, middle-class stability. What, there, what did
1: your parents do? Was it my, mom and dad or both? Uh,
0: mom and dad. Uh, my mom was a community college instructor. Which was um, union? Uh, no, that was not. So she was not in the union. She was a part-time instructor. She certainly wished she was in a union. Okay. My father was in a union with the railroad. Okay. Um, back when it was Conrail, which is now- I remember Conrail. Norfolk Southern and all of that wonderful stuff. Um, while I was in college, 9-11 happened. And so that sparked in me. I, I wanted to join and do something. I didn't know how best to do that within my life. But during law school, I was like, I, I should become a JAG. So you actually wear the uniform and go to this little mini boot camp and everything. Um, and you serve for real in the military. You can be sent overseas. You can be sent into combat zones, although normally the lawyers aren't actually fighting. Right. Although that is what we do for a living, but not in that way. <laughs> um, And so then I was in the Navy for five years, you know, um, and always a Democrat, not involved on the local level though. Just, you know, I think I did an internship for Barbara Boxer when I was in college. Barbara Um, Boxer? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That there's a random little factoid. Um, that was fun. So I got to be in the Senate and, uh, you know, get all the goodies and get some signed pictures of some people. Um, I got a Senator Biden picture signed. So that was nice.
1: She was California, right? Yes, she was. So, yep. how did you? How did a girl from Ohio get an internship for a senator in California?
0: So, my college, Ohio Wesleyan, has this Wesleyan and Washington program. So, Nicole Daly Jones, who's now the mayor of North Olmsted, um, she worked in Senator Boxer's office, and she'd been a graduate of Ohio Wesleyan. So, she was running the internship program in Barbara Boxer's office. So, um, that was our connection there. And so, you know, they'd say you know, pick some people you might want to work for in Washington. Of course, everybody's picking, you know, Hillary Clinton and, uh, you know, the famous ones, John Edwards, maybe. Right. Um, and then it was like, well, we have a connection to Senator Boxer. It's like, okay, I'll work in the Senate.
1: Senator Boxer was pretty famous, too. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's no, a- I
0: mean, she would have been on my list, but it didn't occur to me to pick somebody from California. California, right. Right, right. Um, so that's, I ended up interning there. You know, I mean, it's just a basic internship, but, you know, you got sure. to meet the senator and meet a bunch of famous people and see how... The Senate works and you know what goes behind all of what the staffers do all day Um, got to answer constituent phone calls uh, sometimes getting yelled at but sometimes getting good feedback (laughs) either way you could give the senator feedback and this was during the um, vote for the Iraq war so I got a lot of calls opposing the Iraq war and Senator Boxer did vote against it Um, so that was that was good to see that kind of interaction
1: and that was the second Iraq war yes second
0: so 2002
1: okay Okay, I just got to get my timeline correct. Okay, so anyway, the reason why we're here today is to talk about how to turn a red city blue. Mm-hmm. Your, your club is new. Yes. You just started it two yes. years ago. Mm-hmm. You're, first, you had to go through the biology. You had to get everybody registered. You have to start bringing people in. You, how, how big is your club right now?
0: We have about fifty paid members right now. Wow!
1: Okay. And then a,
0: an email list that's probably at least a hundred.
1: All right, excellent, excellent. So walk me through really quick. What is the demographics of North Um,
0: uh, So it's a family community. I okay. think I was looking up the stats, and about a quarter of the households have kids under eighteen. You have great schools there. Um, it's it is about ninety to ninety-five percent white. So there's very little diversity, but there are there is a decent sized immigration population. Mm-hmm. Um it's about 40% have college degrees and it's you know I would say probably mid to upper middle class. You okay. know when you say middle class people that could be any that could be a very wide range but I would say like the mid to upper middle class.
1: Gotcha. And it has a and you guys have a population of 31,000?
0: Yes that's huge yes people don't realize i don't
1: realize no No. because i I thought solon would have been bigger than you
0: yeah people often they think about brecksville that's Uh well known um that maybe has 10 to fourteen thousand. okay if uh, you combine brecksville and broadview heights they're still smaller wow i did not know that population yep
1: okay so what does it the political demographics look like how red is north royalton
0: I would call it reliably red.
1: Reliably red. Reliably
0: red. (laughs) As far back as I could look, and before I moved there about ten years ago, and I knew I was moving into a Republican city, Um, but it's it's less than sixty percent, and it depends on the election. Um, You know, when Barack Obama was running, I think he got you know forty five to forty six percent there, but you know, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, it's more like forty one percent. You go into the midterm years, again, you're back up to that 45%, 46% Democratic. Um, so it varies, but it it's less than 60% Republican. It, so it's not, when people often think of North Royalton as a red city, it's not like when you get out into the deep, deep red places with 90% Republicans. It's what I would say moderately Republican, reliably so, but I think there's openings to change that.
1: So as a leader of a Democratic Party in a reliably red city, what do you think the path forward is? How are you looking at taking this newly formed entity, getting people to join, getting people excited, and how do you feel that you're going to excite those people to ch- turn this either into more purple or maybe a light blue? Visibility. Okay.
0: It's something I push all the time is visibility. Um, I have a belief, I'm not sure if it's backed up by data or not, that uh, when all of your neighbors have a Trump sign, when you don't see any democratic signs or democratic values being shown, you start to believe the narrative of the other side. So when all of your neighbors, you're just, you just kind of start to fall in line, and I'm, it's almost an unintentional or a subconscious conformity. However, if there's visibility from challenges from the another side or another narrative out there, a lot of people might start thinking a little harder about that. Um, and I've certainly met a lot of those people. I have many, many Republican friends. I wouldn't even call them Republican. They're just they've been voting Republican, but mostly just because, oh, okay, my neighbor's voting Republican. They sound nice. I've heard the narrative, you know. Um, but then when they start to hear the other narrative, they're very open to it. And so my belief is that if you're visible and you show people that, hey, the person sitting next to you in church, they're not always Republican. They might be Democrat. Right. Um, the veteran down the street, they might be Democrat. Um, just good people in your life that are helpful to you, they might be Democrat. Mm-hmm. So it's about visibility. And in a place like North Royalton, um, it's something new to us, but it's been well-received so far, which a lot of people have been surprised by. So for one example, we, we walked in the community, community festival parade last year, mm-hmm. um, a good 20 to 30 of us all in blue shirts with a big Democratic banner. Um, we did get a, a Let's Go Brandon chant at some point, but that died down very quickly. But the number of people that were shocked, but pleasantly so, was very interesting. One guy, because like because you
1: existed, because
0: we existed. <laughs> one guy literally jumped out of his chair and started running down his 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 lawn, going, "There's Democrats! There's Democrats in North Royalton!" That's hilarious. I know it was it was it was very you know exciting for us to see because it was like we a lot of us were very nervous. Like okay, let's go put some blue down the red streets of the city, um, and it was pretty well received. So you have to start being visible even mm-hmm. for introverts like me there's and there's ways to do that and you know so we there's a lot of different things we we did i don't know if how much you want me to go into that let's go let's go um so we if you
1: don't mind me coming back and forth and bantering absolute, a little bit absolutely All
0: right. so you know we use some of those funds from the club and we also you know we fundraise from within the club some people can afford to donate some can't doesn't matter either way what we raise we use to put thousands of door hangers mm-hmm. on people's doors for the doors we can't get to in apartments. Um, we sent sample ballots by mail. Um, we advertise, and we have a local newspaper where clubs can put like a little paragraph for free mm-hmm. every month, just like, hey, here's our event. So mm. we do that every month. Here's our monthly meeting. If we have an event, we'll put that in there as well. Um, we had a summer social last year, and one of my favorite comments happened at that summer social. So Which was? Which uh, this guy came. And he said, I just came to see if there was actually any Democrats in North (laughs) Royalton. And he looked around with this huge smile on his face because we had like 60 people there. Um, This huge smile on his face. And he was just like, and I can't believe it, but there are. And he was very excited by that. And now he's a member of the club. That's awesome. Um, He's involved. And, you know, that visibility, I believe, is helping us to... Stop the bleeding, as I'd call it, because I believe our city became more red with Trump. Um, I wouldn't say it was trending blue before, but it was less red. Um, And I believe that's helping us to kind of stop that. And I'll say in 2022, I saw more Tim Ryan signs in North Royalton than I saw J.D. Vance. Now, Tim Ryan still lost North Royalton, but you start to get that out there. There's there's nothing
1: I could could say more than when I was, uh, you know, going around the county, the the northeast ohio that i saw that it was the towns with strong democratic clubs that either lean blue or were blue and you're 100% right in my opinion it's when people have questions there's questions that arise all the time when it comes to contemporary topics no matter what topic you pull out somebody has questions about that and if the only person or the only group of people there answering those questions is the republicans or even the Democrats, you're going to get a huge pull to that direction. And But people are, want answers to it. They want to understand, like, where are the both sides? How do I figure this out for myself? Where do I feel comfortable? And if the Democrat, the Democrats and your club is not there to help people facilitate and help uh, answer those questions and have a place to go and f- try to find like-minded people, they're either going to, A, shut down, B, go to the only side that's there to help them figure things out. And so yeah. I, I 100% agree with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, it's been interesting. I don't get a lot of emails from people, but sometimes I do. And I just got one this week from a person who said she's an independent, but she really wanted to help with the vote no campaign mm. for the August election. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said she couldn't make it to the meeting, but, you know, asked me how she could help. And so now it, that resource is there for her. You know, I don't know if she would have reached out to the county party, which the county party is great, but, you know, it's hard to go outside your community. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it was by us being there, by having this presence, this person could reach out and find a way to help.
1: And in the beginning, she doesn't want to communicate with somebody like wait on Superior Avenue in Cleveland. Right. You're you're her neighbor.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, and again, she's a registered independent. So there's that opening of, you know, you don't always have to... Be a Republican or vote Republican or just not vote. You don't have to be depressed about it. We're here too, and we have views too, and they're not they're not crazy like, like the other side likes to say.
1: Do you think it's possible to, to turn it blue or even light blue? I've seen across the again, you know, being out in the in the community, uh, I would go say I would go to I would go to Solon, and people are like oh it's really red over there. They they vote like they vote solid blue. Um, me living in Bay Village, you know, or Rocky River, those places over there everybody says oh they're a red cities no they are not now i don't now they might have been that a decade ago but now you're seeing 60 63 65 67 of the vote voting for democrats do you think there is a possibility and if there is a possibility to turn to blue what do you think that path is is it a demographic change is it you being there is it a stronger club is it all of the above what do you think
0: i think it would absolutely be an all of the above Um, and I don't know how that's trending in North Royalton with demographics. Um, I don't know if we're starting to skew older or, or that type of thing. I do think a club helps. I think the visibility helps. And I do think that we could start trending more blue. Um, when you talk to people, most people, and you know, I might be a little biased, um because i probably have more liberal leaning friends than otherwise but there's a lot of people who agree with us on issues and by being there and speaking up even when it's uncomfortable when people have questions you know don't fight with them but you can <clears throat> let them know and they might not agree with you at the time like i've talked to a lot of libertarians right or people who think they're libertarians i think they just don't want to admit that they're kind of Democrats, um, which is another <laughs> problem, but that's a whole other issue is I think there's a lot of, um, I think a lot of people in our generation don't like labels mm-hmm. um, and they choose libertarian as a label because it's, you know, it sounds like, okay, I'm not conforming. There's like an anti-conformist hmm. bent, mm-hmm. but when you start talking to them, they definitely agree more on the, on issues with Democrats. Okay. Um, so yes, I think that there is potential there. I think with work we can get there but we have to be visible. Democrats in general have to be visible. And we have to be willing to engage in conversations.
1: I mentioned other clubs and other places around the Northeast Ohio or Cuyahoga County um that have turned either their cities or regions uh more blue leaning. Have you spoke to anybody or other presidents of other clubs and kind of like, you know, saw what they were doing? Is there any kind of like I don't know, um, things that you, they said that you were like, oh yeah, that's a great idea.
0: I have not yet other than in the democratic club committee. And, um, I think there have been good ideas that were brought in that, but we've only had one meeting. Um, I did work with the Strongsville club because they're also a new club and I kind of helped guide them through setting it up, you know, with the bylaws and getting a bank account and that type of thing. Um, but yeah, I would, I will, I shouldn't say that I haven't listened to them. I've, I've spied on them and I've gone to their websites. You know, I've, I've taken a lot of stuff from like, you know, Lakewood Democrats website or the, you know, Cle- I think it's Cleveland Heights website. So I'm absolutely using some of the stuff that I think works well with them or other organizations to incorporate that into ours.
1: Another thing that you mentioned just a little bit ago is you said that uh, you want to politely talk to people about issues. Do you think that the Democrats are too damn polite? And I say that because here here I want to tell everybody this story because I think that this is one of the key stories that I took away with in the past two years about how to win. The first meeting for the Strongsville Democrats, as you just mentioned, I was there and they said that um, who's the who's the guy from Strongsville that is the GOP guy?
0: Oh, the GOP guy, Shannon that Burns.
1: Shannon Burns. Mm-hmm. They told they said that Shannon Burns went to their Democratic Club meeting. Maybe this is the second meeting, but they went to their meetings and hand out flyers that were anti CRT to Democrats and said, If you want to know more, you come to my meeting. You come talk to me. I will listen. We can fix this together. That's some thick ass skin right there. Yeah. And when I heard that, that when I just 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 looking at myself, just reflecting on you know me running a campaign and so on and so forth, I went, I did not do that enough, and I do not see maybe Democrats doing that enough. But he did that, no matter what somebody said about him, no matter if he got cussed out, no matter if, if there was violence or somebody shoved him out the door, he was still there handing out those flyers. But you said politely talk about issues. Are we well, too damn polite?
0: Well, let me stop you there. What did you say that? That Shannon Birds did. Was he impolite? Because it sounded to me like he just was there and said, hey, here's some information about CRT. That sounds polite to me. Mm-hmm. So I would say we need to make sure we're not quiet. It's not the politeness. Okay. It's the quietness. Okay. It's the refusal to engage that so hampers us.
1: So aggressive tactics is not not polite. Correct. That was a you double can negative. Be, you, can, yeah. you can
0: be <laughs> politely aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, it, for instance, when we're out collecting signatures for the Reproductive Rights Amendment, you know, we go up to people, that's aggressive. I mean, people might call it aggressive, mm. but we politely say, you know, something like, would you be interested in signing the petition for reproductive right. rights? You know, we're not going up to them and yelling at them. Right. Um, and when we've had counter-protesters, I always say there's a, there's two types of counter-protesters at, when we're getting these signatures. There's the type that actually, like, yells at us and is— I would, more than impolite, sometimes even saying violent things. Mm. And then there's the type that are exercising their rights. They stay in their spot. They talk to people politely. That's fine. I disagree with them, but that's America and that's fine. So yes, I would agree with you that we should be more aggressive, but we should make it polite because nobody's going to listen to you if you yell. If two sides are yelling at each other, that's not, that doesn't help change anybody's mind.
1: And actually, I got that because we're. I want to talk about the challenges of, you know, going out there to advocate for the club and try to change those hearts and minds within North Wilton, um, knocking doors. A lot of people don't want to do that anymore because they're scared of either a, they just don't like confrontation in general, or they're worried that it might escalate. Can you talk about that a little bit and motivating people to go out there and knock doors? I know you had you knocked lots of doors this past cycle. Um, well, you and your club did. Um, what are the challenges with that and what are other challenges you guys are having that you need to overcome
0: so i would say very few people want to knock doors
1: and that and and is, is it the reason that i said or yes okay
0: um there's a discomfort with it the discomfort of confrontation um and what i always say is i'm okay with that but you're the I, introvert i'm the introvert <laughs> i'm okay with it and one of the things i've been advocating for with the county is one of the ways to get people involved and maybe someday they will knock on doors is to give them other options. So, okay, people would never, you know, I'd put out things to sign up to knock doors. Sometimes I'd get one, sometimes I'd get two people to do it, but I put out a thing to go just hang a door, door hanger. Mm -hmm. Could get 20 people to do that. Right. So we could hang thousands and thousands of door hangers. Um, You know, we can write postcards. We can do all this stuff that gets people involved so they feel like they're doing it. And then maybe we can, some of those people might eventually start knocking doors. Um, Do I think that, I think there's some areas where there is a gold standard of knocking doors, densely populated areas, because you can really hit those people. The unfortunate part about a place like North Royalton, houses are spread out. So walking from one house that you want to knock to another you could be walking by six houses and yeah and the other thing is nobody seems to answer their door yeah um so it's kind of a it's it can be depressing to people out there so it's like okay i i I got the energy to go knock on doors and then you go do it and five out of 30 people answer their door
1: writing postcards you get if you want to have volunteers for writing postcards you get everybody writing postcards why because you could drink wine while you do it yep and you can you just sit there you hang out with like-minded people and you write postcards all day text messaging as well um lit drops which you said you know door hangers you just fly by just kind of like throw something on somebody's door and then run away yep um and i'm asking this question because remember we want to turn your city from red to blue yep Do you think that those are the most effective? Or do you think that the actual engagement is more effective? And if you do think that the actual engagement of knocking on the door and actually have that conversation with somebody or picking up the phone and calling somebody, Mm -hmm. leaving the voice message and calling them back and having to be on the phone and talk to them is more effective, how do we make sure that we are advocating for those tactics and not just capitulating to what people want to do?
0: By showing them how effective it Mm. Um, you know, so for instance, uh, my club meeting tomorrow, I'm going to, and this is not a confrontational thing, but money is another issue, you know, getting people to give you money, right? Yeah, of course. So tomorrow it, there's something that we're working on or want to work on as a club. Okay, you guys do some is, call is, time? Not call time, but ma- mailing stuff. Okay. But we need money to mail this stuff. And I received these, this amazing data from, um, <laughs> from... You know, another leader in the city about how if you mail this specific thing, there was an 87% success rate of getting those people to actually vote. Oh, wow. Um, And it's a very targeted type of list. Okay. So if you can give that data to people, I think they'll be more likely to give money to Mm -hmm. that. And I think you could say the same thing for phone calls and door knocking, that of all the things that we do, the most effective way to get out the vote or to persuade people to vote for your side, is to knock on doors. Mm -hmm. And same thing with phone calls. Um, Getting people started on phone calls, I think, is a good way to do it. Because I I also got more people willing to do phone calls than knock on doors, of course. So it's kind of the baby steps of getting them there. Um, But you have to get butts and seats in order to be able to share that data with people. Right. And you're not going to get butts and seats by saying, when you come to our meeting, we're going to make you then go knock on doors. Right. Nobody's going to come. Right. But if they come and they're willing to do other stuff, maybe they'll never be willing to knock the doors. But at least they're doing the other stuff that they weren't doing before. And some of those people will knock on doors. Because like I said, we did have some people knock on doors. You know, they may not have done it if they hadn't had a club regularly saying, here's another opportunity to knock on doors.
1: Do you think that those are the most effective ways to GOTV is to knock on doors and make phone calls and actually have actual contact with physical people
0: the most effective if you can get them on the phone or at the door yes
1: it is the most effective yes but then you said if because one thing is and this is a, an issue that i had doing like call time myself is like people don't pick up the phone anymore so if you're getting one out of every 50 people to pick up the phone you're lucky if you right. get people to actually and they're home you see them home you see their dogs in there, their kids coming to the window. You see their collars in the driveway. They just won't answer the damn door. Yep, yep. So.
0: This is why I'm also a believer in in hang tags. And I wish the party would always have hang tags. What not is a this. hang tag? So this is like, it has a little hole at the top
1: that okay. you can
0: put it on the doorknob. Oh, yeah, so door hangers. you just yeah. have door, that door hangers. Sorry, that's what it's called. Door hangers. So. They don't... Okay, fine. They don't answer the door, but at least you have some literature and it better have good information. Why not the party
1: like door, door hangers? I don't know. They always get you're 100% always right about it. they give you this square that yes, you can't do anything with. Like, yes, not put it in can't the mailbox. It Where are you going
0: to put it? Right, you can't put it anywhere. I'm like door hangers. And <laughs> then the
1: door slides uh, down. That's away. what I'll
0: say like last in in uh, November, we took your door hanger and would staple other people's lit to it, you know, <laughs> and it was like why are we doing this? Why don't we have door hangers? So I am a firm believer in door hangers because out here at least people don't answer their door like you said you can tell their home but they're not answering their door. You better have something to leave, and a door hanger is a beautiful right. thing to leave. I, you know, is that effective? I would hope so. I think a lot of people believe in voting and sometimes need a couple of... I think there's some rule of like three touches or seven touches or something. Like if you remind them enough, maybe they'll be like, oh, all right, I'll go out and vote. Um, So yeah, you're right. It's frustrating. People don't answer the phone, but you have a voicemail, which is better than nothing. Um, You go to their door, if you have a door hanger, better than nothing.
1: 100%. I guess the last question about this specific topic is that... Times are changing. This is basically what it means. You call somebody, they don't pick the phone. They have call ID. They just don't want to talk on the phone because of people aren't used to talking on the phone anymore, to be honest with you. Uh, So they don't pick up the phone. They don't answer the doors. They don't want to deal with it. Maybe they're just, you know, spent because throughout, (laughs) before they had cameras on the front door in the rings, that enough Jehovah's Witnesses and Avon ladies came over and they got pissed off enough like, I'm not answering this damn door ever again. Mm -hmm. And politicians and so on and so forth. So that kind of came out of out of out of style, out of practice. We're just not picking up the phone, not you know, answering the door because more than likely you're trying to sell me something, right? Right? If it's you or a product or whatever. Where do you see the future of advocating or turning a city from red to blue going when it comes to technology? Do you think that there's a different way to do things? Again, I won't get on the phone to make phone, to, for call time because it just doesn't work. However, there's different ways, maybe with technology, with um, just being innovative, with you know, trying to rally up to people? Do you think there's something, are you working on something? Are you thinking of something to that is outside of the box that nobody does now that you think is going to be more effective?
0: I'm not sure if it's outside the box because I don't know how many other people are doing it. No. But um, so you got your club together. You have them, each person make a list of four or five friends that they're going to reach out to. Um, four or five friends, four or five neighbors. And, you know, talk them through it, make sure they're getting ready to vote and then ask each of those friends to talk to maybe one or two friends because you know the less involved they are maybe the less but you get that relational organizing going out um you also make sure you get involved in community projects uh one of the things that our club is doing more this year and we did somewhat last year is community service type of things um so we have a great organization in north royalton um that helps school kids with supplies um it is not a political organization at all. But one of the service projects we do is collecting school supplies and then we do a donation to them. You know, I mean, education is a big, big issue for, for Democrats. We strongly believe in education and in every child having the opportunity to thrive educationally. So being able to show, hey, we support this organization that's helping to supply our kids for success. Um, that's important. We also have done some other service projects and we try to advertise those and. and we're doing stuff in the community to help be visible. We held an Earth Day event. Not a lot of people came. It was very cold. But some people did. Mm-hmm. A couple new people did. Um, you know. And we can advertise that as well to say, again, Democrats, we love the Earth, uh, environmentalists. And those types of things showing that we're part of the community, um, I believe that that helps to, again, it's baby steps. That's going to be like my new word, apparently, now is baby steps getting people to see you, to see that Democrats are not just some amorphous
1: right. thing out there.
0: Right, right. Um, that they're real people that care about issues and care about the community um, and fly our flag just like everybody else. Um,
1: I was at the uh, Strongsville Dems meeting the other day and um, one thing somebody, one of the members uh, suggested is, is do a, because of all the talent they have in the Dems, that meeting, either from uh, attorneys to doctors to, you know, whatever other professions you have there, is to do a once a month, you know, let's learn this skill. So, mm-hmm. and brought on by the the Democratic Party. So, hey, an attorney, let's talk about lawyering 101. What is it, how to, how to sign a lease and not get screwed, you know, sort of thing. yeah right? it, Or financial matters, like how to balance your checkbook or, you know, um, how to, you know. And that's
0: a great idea. And that's that's the idea, like bring the community exactly. in. Um, you know, have community events where they can learn about different things. Um, Yeah, I think that's a great idea. We have to be part of our communities again, which I believe in the old days, I think that was more common. And it's odd to say to do something new today that's from the olden days, but some stuff worked. We got to be in the community. We got to show people we're here and we're just like them.
1: This is going to be an unfair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I just thought of it. Great, great. What grade would you give yourself as the president of the North Royalton Democrats?
0: I would never give myself an A, so I guess I'll just say, I'll <laughs> say a B. I will say that we have done a great job. Um, I personally could probably do a better job of delegating and um, coming up with, you know, more different topics, but, uh, so I would say a solid B.
1: A solid B. Yes. All right, your GPA 3.0, okay, that's not yeah, bad. yeah. Yeah, That's well, I mean,
0: I, I'll i give myself some credit, and I'll give the club some credit that we have. I mean, I was not expecting us to have 50 members. Mm-hmm. Would not have expected that at all.
1: Okay, last question. The bigger picture. How does local politics play within national politics, state politics, regional politics? What do you feel? We were talking about the community a lot. We're talking about turning North Royalton from red to blue. But how do you feel you fit into the bigger picture, the Sherrod Brown race, the um, presidential election going forward even? Like, how do you feel that you and your club and your responsibilities fit into that?
0: All politics are local. Um, very few of us are gonna wake up tomorrow and be able to do some big, massive thing that changes everything and, and makes you know Democrats win By a landslide. Right. But all of us can wake up tomorrow and in our own little community do our part. And so the way that we fit into helping Sherrod Brown, you know, win the next Senate election or or helping in the next presidential election and in those national races is by doing our part to not just say North Royalton is free reign for the Republicans. Because then they don't have to spend a single resource here they don't have to convince anybody here that they're doing a good job.
1: So make them work for it.
0: Yeah, make them work for it. You know, and it it might stay Republican, but if we can at least make them work for it, then we're doing our part to hold our politicians accountable. And that can that works in any type of city whether it's Democrat or Republican. That for a democracy to work, we need to be active locally, and I think a lot of us, you know, maybe we had big ideas when we were younger about how we were going to change the world. But changing the world starts with changing your community it starts with making your community healthy Um, so our role is to do what we can here in North Royalton and if we have success to you know help other people to change their communities but we you know I'm not going to go into Berea and be able to change Berea or go into Cleveland Ward 17 and and change that but if we're doing something successful here I can share that success Mm -hmm. with those places as well but we just each of us has to be active in our community it to work overall, it's a collective project.
1: Just make them fight for every percentage point, huh?
0: Yes, every every percentage point.
1: Courtney, I want to say thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me today. Coming down here to Superior Avenue in Cleveland, all the way from North Royalton, it's a it's a little bit of a haul. And eh, so, it's not
0: too bad. Not, it's, it's a it's a quick. It's like not too bad minutes. for a Navy vet. She, yeah, that's right. It's she's done worse. Problem. Yep, yep. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you.
2: Thank you for listening to the Cuyahoga County Democratic Party's podcast, Cuyahoga Today. Tune in next week for our latest show and find out all of the latest information that's happening right here in your community. Show your support by going to www.cuydem.com and make a contribution. Do you have any questions about the show? Is there a topic you want us to cover? Or is there someone you want us to interview?
1: If so, you can reach out to me at M-D-I-E-M-E-R at dot That's M-D-E-M-E-R at KyDem.com.
2: Thank you again for joining our podcast. Until next week.